Prepare to have knowledge bestowed upon you. Here comes the number one podcast for Dynasty Fantasy Football, half PPR, 10 and 12 man leagues, the Fantasy Podfathers. Welcome to Fantasy Podfathers, the podcast dedicated solely to Dynasty Fantasy Football, 10 and 12 man leagues using half PPR as our scoring format. And as always, no kickers. So uh, how went the fantasy week? Had one of those weird weeks. Everyone has their their one league that they really want to win in. And uh, I lost in that one. And I won everywhere else. (sighs) And it makes me feel like kind of a whiny bitch. (laughs) Where I'm like, geez, I only won three out of my four leagues. And I'm really not happy about it. So, uh, yeah, how about you? I had a league where I really needed the win to keep in the hunt, and that was over (laughs) before the Sunday night game started. I had two other leagues, very, very winnable, just needed a handful of points out of DK Metcalf, which I did not get. I think I might have taken an offer. Maybe I can can make you feel a little bit better, because I want to throw this number at you. Okay, this is this is my number of the week. Um, Add this up real quick. Fourteen. Okay, four fourteen points. Do you want to guess who on my team scored fourteen points? Um, your your quarterback? No, that would be a combination of Michael Pittman Jr., Devontae Smith, Chris Godwin, and George Kittle. Ah. They combined for 14 points in my dynasty team. That is very helpful. And the thing that made me feel a little bit better was watching Monday Night Football last night and your matchup in that same league where DK Metcalf, like you alluded to, what, one catch for 14 yards? That sounds right, yeah. I don't understand what's going on with DK. I don't understand what's going on with Russell Wilson. I don't understand what's going on in the entire goddamn NFL, if I'm going to be completely straightforward that's, with you. That's true. That's true. That's fair. You can see it across the leagues. The The gap between the uh, six and one is very small in all the leagues I play in except for one. It's it's incredible. So that really shows you just like, I mean, with wins and losses now, you see guys hopping from first to fourth, second to six, just second to seventh. By, by one week, it, it's it's pretty crazy to be at week twelve and still have that happen. But you got to keep soldiering on, right? We got to play that game. We got to go back to the the fob. Ah, uh, yes, especially yeah. this time of year. Some guy you've never heard of gets a boatload of carries. Sparks the playing of that song in the background that I hear, mm. which oh, means yeah. you know what it's time for. I know what's time for. I got fob on it. At this time of year, FOB is, it just keeps on like dwindling down because those injuries that happen where the guys are there, so many of them are owned right now. So many people have more players on their bench because they got two or three guys on IR, so they got a little bit extra room. Um, there's guys that people have tried and been like, no way, I don't want them. So it really starts to get down there to nothing. Um, we are talking about, yeah, Delvin Cook's down, but in a dynasty, Alexander Madison's been owned for a decade. 
Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, um, Zeke Elliott's kind of hobbled. Tony Pollard's not a guy you can pick up on FOB. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey's down. Chubba Hubbard is not a guy you can pick up with FOB. These are all guys who are owned. So, you know, it's kind of bare bones picking. And uh, we we found two guys. One we talked about last week out there. You know, both of us would would say we probably should have got him last week for a buck because <laughs> uh, because Kendrick Bourne outdid himself. Oh, he did. He, oh, he did. my gosh. Well, he broke he had, his string of four catches. Yeah, he went to – what's that magic number? Five. Five. Five Unbelievable. catches for Kendrick Bourne. He is on pace to have upwards of six or seven by the end of the year. <laughs> now, this is exciting. This is but, really exciting. But the rub there is that he converted two of those five for touchdowns, which leads to mad dash on the fob wire. Um, except for in Big 12, uh, Derek <laughs> from the other podcast swooped in and took Bourne. Um, so I don't think he'll be back on the wire. Well, the fact that Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne is finally looking good means that you can expect three touchdowns from Jonah Smith next week. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, Mac Jones really, um, he really fits the um, Belichick model. Uh, Josh Patanjo's model of like throw it who's open. There's not a lot of favorite targets out there. Yeah, their leading receiver had uh, almost a hundred yards this week, like uh, ninety-seven. Who is that? Um, forgot his name now. He sounds like uh, sounds like a law firm. It's not uh, Nelson Aguilar. No, no, he does. He, he does have. I could hear that. I can hear commercial. Agalor and Agalor, personal <laughs> injury attorneys. Yeah, I, I, I hear it. Not Jacoby Myers. There you go. Jacoby, oh, yeah. The law firm of Jacoby Myers put 97 yards up. <laughs> Jacoby Myers, personal injury attorneys. <laughs> Don't use those other assholes. <laughs> Myers and Agalor. Yeah, um, and then and then when the the firms get together, Myers and Aguilar providing nearly 130 yards in offense since 2021. Weren't those the lawyers that uh, that Robert Kraft used for the uh, massage parlor stuff? No, that was the law firm of uh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> How can you forget <laughs> the law firm? Um, we had one other guy we were gonna talk about here with some fob. Probably not owned, probably a week too late to the party. Um, but if I'm in a dynasty and for some reason um, Matt Breida was still up there, and if you saw his Thanksgiving performance, um, I, I, I go snag him. Uh, his, his arrow's only pointing up, and, and why not? I'm not sure on his age. I would guess somewhere around 28. So the long term isn't really there. He might be, like I said, one of those fob dogs that follows you home and you can't get him off of your roster because he's just a little bit too good to cut. So on brand for 2021. Matt Breida right. comes in and outperforms Singletary and Moss. You know, their last two high round picks at running back. It's it's delicious. It's just it's just right a, a chef's kiss 2021. That and Cordero Patterson, I tip my bleeping cap to you. Mm-hmm. Brita is actually uh, 26. 26. Jesus, he's another dude that seems like he's been around forever. Mm-hmm. 
He's he's only two years older than Devin Singletary. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm thinking he's pushing thirty here. That's uh, yeah. there is a little bit of long term on him then. Yeah. What do you know? He just he became did. slightly more appetizing. So you know, I'd put I'd put a little fob on both those guys. I wouldn't go too high on either of them because by next week we they could be in our short, long, and gone segment. Pretty right. Easy. Well, we talked about the. Actually, we didn't talk about the concept of fob blocking. It, I'll fob block you right now, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think of that as a, as a maneuver? Is it effective? Is it just more like makes you feel good that you you did all you could do? Like, what do you what what's your take? I like the fob block, and and here's the concept: you look at your opponent. And there's an obvious player for them to pick up. Um, you know, mostly I would say mostly a quarterback or defense is where this happens, right? Where defense, a guy carries one defense, their defense is on bye, or they're going to play like a Tampa Bay, for instance. And, and you and you look at their roster, and you, you go you go to the uh, the free agent wire, and you say, "Damn, that is by far and away the best defense. I really don't want to play against that defense." So. I don't mind putting a little two buck on that defense if I got room because that person's probably thinking I'll just pick him up and play him. So I don't mind spending a dollar or two to fob block a guy. Um, I I think it's an okay move. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's shady. I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel guilty about it. No, I chalk that up under gamesmanship. God damn it. Right. I wouldn't like feel like I need to take a shower after fob blocking. (laughs) Like that's fine. Like, no, that's that's well within your the realm of your duties as a general right? manager of a fantasy squad, right? You know, if, you know, if like the defense's husband came home and I was hanging out with with his wife, I'd be like, "Well, no, we're just we're just talking." Well, it was funny earlier in the year. I actually saw because I finally had to pull the trigger and cut an original draftee in my dynasty, Ben Roethlisberger, and I saw you had picked him up, and I thought, that doesn't add up at all. No. Like, why would he pick up Ben? He does, like He's not a guy that fits what you do. And, and then I found out, oh, <laughs> yeah, that was a fob block. You caught me. I fob blocked That made guy. way more sense. I fob blocked a guy. I fob fob blocked him hard because you know. Uh, he had- yeah, if you have to go to Ben, you definitely. That's when you were getting desperate. Well, let let me tell you what happened there. Um, he had put in he had put in zero dollars or maybe one dollar on Ben, and I put in four or five dollars on Ben, because uh, he was clearly the best option out there, and he ended up having to play Jared Goff against me. Oh, and oh, uh, you you did him dirty. I, I really did, but it felt. Oh, that is well played, sir. But then you know what? The, the cheering sound effects all yeah. around. Um, and then Poor I used the other, all that shit. Other maneuver that we've talked about before, and then I cut Ben Sunday at about eleven fifty-five. Oh, that is a that is a maneuver. I absolutely love that. I uh, and and I've done that too, where you actually pick up a guy that you don't intend on playing, and then cut them too late in the week to clear waivers for anyone to use against anyone. Um, I always feel really good when I do that. Yeah, that's. I a, feel really smart. It's a solid. It's a solid dynasty. It's a solid redraft. It's a solid maneuver. 
you never know what that guy's going to do and that, you know, do not leave them out there. If you cut a guy too early and someone picks him up to be like, well, maybe he'll go off. Maybe he won't. I'll just put him on the roster. Now, if you're going to cut a guy, especially if you might be wrong, make sure that other people are going to spend some of their fob on getting that guy back. Because uh, anytime you get someone to spend fob, it helps you. And that was the other strategy I wanted to run by you. We did some guys on short, long, and gone the last few weeks, like Matt Ryan and uh, Devontae Parker, where we decided they were probably safe cuts. I already cut Matt Ryan. I'm looking at cutting Devontae Parker just in the hopes that someone will pick him up. How is him on their roster? And then they eat up a roster spot. I'm not sure that there's any advantage to that, uh, but I think psychologically it makes me feel good, like I'm doing my job. If you're if you're done with a guy and you think someone else in your league might pick him up, then that means there's one more player on the free agent wire that you might be interested in because you know you're not interested in Parker and Ryan. So if two people take those, that means there's two more free agent players on the wire that you're more interested in. Well, see, I'm glad somebody uh, verifies my my strategy. I feel much better. Yeah, it's uh, it's insane overthinking, but I like it. If you you're winning in the bleeping margins here. This thing's all about uh, statistics and 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 piling it up in the aggregate. And goddamn it, I'm taking every point zero one percent that I can get my grubby little hands on. It doesn't hurt, you know. It does not hurt you, and and we'll never know. You know, this is like. Uh, You'll never know the outcome of those decisions, uh, but uh, I would say you should always tell yourself it was the best thing you could have possibly done. <laughs> well, let, let's let's talk about the guys that are sitting on your roster that uh, you might want to be thinking about dropping or or cutting and making someone tempted to pick them up. Yeah, we've got a lot of guys on a lot of IR spots, and some of them are actually starting to come back right now, which makes for some difficult decisions. You've picked a guy up with a little bit of fob. Now he's taken up a roster spot. You've got another player getting healthy. You've got to clear a spot. And like I say, decisions got to be made. That's when you go to uh, short, long, or gone. Nice. Short, Short, long, or gone. God, I'm looking at our list and it's disgusting. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) really. It makes me feel dirty. It really does. This is a list of players that aren't exciting to talk about, but we got to talk about them because uh, you got to make room. It's the playoffs. There's, you know, we're so close. We're going into week 13. I don't know if you realize it, but we only got two weeks left before uh, of regular season. And that's with a bonus week given to us this year. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're talking about like normally we're going into the last week of the regular season, right? So right, um, it's time to talk about players. Are you going to use these guys this year? Uh, if you're not, are you going to use them next year? So let's go into right into a thing that's browning my shorts, and that's the quarterback Baker Mayfield for the Browns. What do we do with that man? I, I this is this is a conundrum close to my heart. I believe I am 75% own share on him in all my dynasties. It actually hasn't been anything steady. It's It's been so up and down. I don't know what to do. 
with it. Uh, I can't start him. I don't feel good with him as a backup. He's no longer like in his first few years where you chalk it up to inexperience. But I can't cut the man. Let me uh, let me put it out here like this. How many? What, what's your threshold for points for a quarterback? I'm saying like <clears throat> that's a good week. Not not like like you're like you got to get this number out of him every week to feel good about it. I put that at twenty. That's exactly what I was thinking about. So Baker Mayfield has only passed twenty points twice. Yeah, and one of those times it's exactly twenty. So he's he scored his highest point total of the year. This is in the like twenty three or something. Twenty seven. Wow. I would say he averages just kind of throwing this together here. God, it's not it's not pretty. He averages fourteen points a game. Oh, good lord! I can get um, that out of Daniel Jones. I know. So I, I can make this one real easy. Even in a dynasty, he's gone for me. Gone. He's just I can't do it. I think we'd both agree next year. Hulu and Progressive are not paying this guy. No, if that contract is up, that will not be renewed. He would have to go to another team with a great situation for me to think about owning him for a few games. And then being like, nope, he wasn't good there either. The only thing I can say for him is that he has been so beat up this year. Like, uh, it's hilarious. I almost sent you screenshots. The last three weeks on Yahoo, when you click his player profile, you know, about his injury Mm -hmm. status, it just says many. (laughs) Injuries, quotes, multiple. And, like, every week they've got a new adjective. It was, like, all of them. Uh, it's it's not been good from that standpoint and 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 this is another situation that if you cut him you're probably cutting the top quarterback on the wire mm-hmm. I so agree. i can't i can never bring myself to do that it's why i still own evan engram in my 12 man and why i i'm going to hold mayfield at least for a short short i want you to uh to make sure you message me when you actually start him in any league. I hope not to. I hope not to ever. <laughs> That's the goal. But it's uh, the same reason I still own Tannehill. It's he's one point shy of averaging a baker's dozen. That would be fantastic. Let's move on to someone who's going to make us feel really good, and let's uh, let's maybe do a little Irish dance on over to uh, Alex Collins. Yeah, I'm in this situation. I am too, actually. In Big 12. Big 12 Dynasty Football. A 12-man half PPR Dynasty with no practice squad. I've got about four or five of these uh, FOB players we've talked about in the last few weeks at the running back position. And it's just a mess over there. And Mm -hmm. I was looking to cut Collins performance isn't there Uh, he's putting up two three points it's just terrible it's pretty terrible i can't bring myself to start him but i i have oh i'm sorry more than uh, i know and that's what i'm talking about 
I can't help myself. You ended with point two points. Oh, I didn't even look at that. Point two. So since he's been named the starter, he has um, not broken 5.4 points. Uh, did that big game that he had come in relief? Uh, he had one big game against Pittsburgh. I, I hate to say it. Uh, he's short for me short. because he's a starting running back. And if I get four more injuries this week, which is likely, I'm going to need Alex Collins to just plug a hole because he's a starting running back. There's really only 32 of them in the NFL. and A lot of teams don't even have one. So oh, yeah. short, short for me, but but so gross. Yeah, he was one of those putty pickups. You know, Alex Collins, we talk about putty players. He's like that. You have a kid and you get him the silly putty and it's in their Easter basket. And then about six months later, you're cleaning the couch and you're like, that's where that silly putty went. That's Alex it's, Collins. It's all gross and stuck it's, with shit now. Yeah, it's got hair all over it. It's eh. Nasty. I said I, I'd love to cut him. I tried to cut him. I, I tried to justify it. For me, he's short. Let's move on to uh, a Packer that I think a lot of people really liked the last few years. Um, you know, everyone, I feel like forever people have been like, I just need the guy opposite Devontae Adams. He'll be good. Devontae right. will. Back to when Devontae Adams was that guy opposite someone else. Right. Yeah. Who did, who did Adams come into the league with? Who was their stud at that point? Um, oh, good Lord. It's going to drive me crazy. I know you're going to make me go on the way back. Cause it's post Greg Jennings. Yeah. Uh, still Jordy, right? It was Jordy. Devontae it was Jordy. Jordy. Yeah. Well, Devontae did not develop relatively fast in our 12 man was a startup dynasty. He bounced around the yeah. league. Yep. I had him on my roster twice. Let's talk about our guy. Um, Alan Lazard. Showed flashes of being that guy here and there, but uh, he's not been good this year. He was undrafted. So, um, not that undrafted guys don't make it, but if you have got to draft shame him, well, I mean, it's his fault. He's, you know, (laughs) should have run faster, should have done better. Yeah. Um, And uh, he's had opportunity. I I think he's gone for me. I don't think I I don't think I need to wait on a guy who who a team hasn't financially invested in who hasn't broken through yet. Around here, um, if we haven't referenced it, we're in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and um, I used to think this was specific to Packers fans, but I've come to find out it's just all local fan bases. When you're in the local region, um, they can get a little bit crazy. Yeah. And and therefore, I've become kind of numb to Packers players because anytime some guy has a catch for 25 yards in the fourth quarter of a game, they all flock to the wire oh, yeah. because he's the next guy. He's going to be I've heard it you know, nine times in the last five years about this guy's going to be. And I just went and checked Big Ten and that's a league stacked with Packers fans. He just got cut this week. Oh, perfect. So if if the homers can't hang on to him, I can't hang on to him. So I'm going to say gone. Gone! Uh, He's available in my dynasties, I see, too. Well, I'm going to let you take this next one and and let you kind of – this is a a tight end position, and this is a guy that you and me debated right before we we started 
tonight on what you would do with them. So yeah. uh, take it away. Uh, well, this is the exact situation that I referenced at the beginning of this segment. I've got uh, a tight end coming back off injured reserve. In the meantime, I, I picked up some guys and made some moves. So now I have a boatload of tight ends in this league and one more coming back that I need to clear space for. So I was actually thinking about cutting O.J. Howard. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want to, but I can't be having five tight ends. Um, he's the least likely of them to produce the rest of this year. Um, I like him talent wise. He's, uh, I looked it up. It turns out he's still six foot five. So I guess that yeah. hasn't gone away. No, um, I needed to clear a guy out, but, but then you talk some sense into me. And and the reason I did was we always come from a dynasty standpoint here is that he's a free agent next year. Um, and Tampa Bay's, you know, they spread the ball around quite a bit. And there's a lot of talent there. So, if I can find the room to just hang on, I would hate to have a guy for like carry him for a whole season or two or and five then, or five. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, he goes to a perfect spot and he becomes four or five year tight end, top 10 tight end. So um, OJ Howard for me is long. Oh. And I'm going to say only because he's a free agent next year. If he wasn't, he'd be gone for me. But I'm holding on to him because I want to see where he goes next. I agree completely. Someone will overpay him. I can see him going to the Jets. Oh, God. Oh, they just back that truck up and just dump the money on him. They would. Here. Circling back to something we mentioned on one of the last pods, though. Um, yeah, uh, their quarterback came back and didn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do with that information when Flacco and White did? Well, you clearly stay with Zach Wilson, um, let him play for four years, and then hire a different head coach. And well, he can draft a bad quarterback. I'm going to have to stop you there because we've hit our 22nd jet ah, limit. That's true. That's true. Thank good you. rule. It's a good rule. It's a good rule. You know, now that we've gone through a short, long, and gone here, like to talk a little trade strategy. Unquiver your arrow and focus on your target with laser-like intensity. This is Trade Targets. We kind of thought maybe we'd talk a little bit more about what do you do with big-name players, and especially um, going into the playoffs here. So without further ado, I give you the most Painful fantasy football player to own for the last two years. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah. Do you trade him? Do you trade for him? Wow. Um, well, this exact scenario actually came up in the Flea Flicker League. He was just placed on the block today. And as a reference point, I'll tell you the guy putting him up said he would need in return a running back and picks plural. Yeah. I almost sent him, uh, you know, Eno Benjamin in two thirds, but I thought, you know, that's, that's just salt in the wounds for the poor man. Yeah. He's been through enough. Well, and then, uh, you know, first of all, do you trust him? 
I mean, do you, do you trust him next year? Um, he has officially earned that injury prone designation. For me, that's a 20% reduction in value right off the top. You can go ahead and and try to sell him to me, and I'm not saying I wouldn't be in on a deal, <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, I took a big reduction right off the top, and we're probably not going to come to an agreement because I, I I won't I won't get in your ballpark. If you're if you're on a playoff run, can you afford to give up a, a running back right now? I, I don't know anyone who can afford to give up a running back. You would almost have to be eliminated. Right? That's really tough. He's 25 years old. Right? Still young. Still young. Um, Focal point of the offense, signed long term, even if it's a right. dumpster fire of an offense, it's, it's his. Um, when he does play and make it through a whole game, he's really solid. Uh, he has, if he's played a full game, he's not scored less than 12 points this year. He's most mostly scores 20 points easy. And that's, uh, that's without a lot of touchdowns. So, um, and at an injury decimated position where that's good score to be getting. Let's, let's measure it. Let's, let's put this out. Uh, let's say, would you give up a first round pick for Christian McCaffrey straight up? Oh, I I would. I don't know, man. I that's 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 right at the edge. Uh, I guess it depends where I'm picking, but I, I okay, yeah, we'll say yes. Okay, so would you give up a, a running back in the first round pick? It have to be a shit running back. <laughs> yeah, so give so, give me your floor and your you know let's let's come up with a floor and a ceiling. So we're just gonna start with. Christian McCaffrey, a first-round pick. Let's say you're doing okay. So let's say you know that first-round pick's going to be near the end of the first round. Okay. Give me a running back that you'd package to get Christian McCaffrey with that you'd be comfortable with. Okay. I'll give you I'll give you a name because here's here's one. Would you give up James Robinson in a first-round pick for Christian McCaffrey? Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess I would. Okay. Would you give up Daryl Henderson and a first round pick for Christian McCaffrey? I, I, I guess I would too. Would you give up Clyde Edwards Hilaire and a first round pick for Christian McCaffrey? No, I would not. And then how about we match an, uh, how about we match an IR guy with an IR guy? Would you give up JK Dobbins and Oof. a first round pick for Christian McCaffrey? I might do that as well. So now here's the thing. I just listed all the running backs I listed off. I actually own in that league we were talking about. But I couldn't bring myself to give up anyone in that deal except J.K. Dobbins because I'm in the playoffs. Yeah, and Robinson, like I said, I would give him up, but I would lose that deal. Right. Uh, I said, I don't I don't really want McCaffrey. I don't think I I mean, these are hypotheticals, but I don't think I would ever actually hit send on him. I mean, I I can't I can't do it. He's he's broken. Yeah, I uh, I'm not willing to, uh, you know, 
I would say if I was sitting low in the standings, yes, maybe. But I just can't. I can't bring myself to give up guys for this stretch run um, no, for next he, year. And, and there's nothing guaranteed. Like McCaffrey, he's a super stud. God, I'm actually stumped on this. I really actually am. Yeah, because for me, injuries, I said I'm taking 20% of the value right off the top. That's mm-hmm. why I'm almost never getting a deal done because I'm just – I don't even offer because I'm just going to insult them with what I think this the player's worth. So it's – Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, – we, we brought up a tough subject. I would – it'd have to be a first – and a mid-range running back. I could not bring myself to give up anyone who has value next year and a first-round pick. I'd rather just take that first-round pick and see if I could get a running back that's uh, <clears throat> not going to get hurt all the time. No, and if I gave up any kind of running back value, there wouldn't be a one attached. It'd be a two. Yeah. Like I'm telling, like Michael Carter in a two, I'm, yeah. I'm not offering. No, I don't do that. I don't. I, I don't. No, because not, not, I, I can't put a, a super young guy out there. That's why I like Clyde Edwards Hilaire's. Oh, yeah, that's for, that's yeah. a no go. That's a no go. Edwards Hilaire and a three is a no go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I do Edwards Hilaire at all. Straight up for McCaffrey. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. His value is way low. And, you know, yeah, another lesson to learn. Never Man, it, put your guy in the trade block at his lowest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got a goddamn salvage title now. It's like right. odometer exempt from like no, it's it, that, that and that's what pained me so much with the uh, Matt Ryan short, long, and gone last week is that I held him through his obvious trade point when he mm-hmm. was MVP. Right, right. Um, I moved him in my ten man at his high point, and now I cut him last week for nothing in the nasty because I missed the sell point. Yep. Yeah. 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 You get that is, and that's something you never know. You know? No. And unless you do, I said, uh, uh, Chris Johnson hitting that 2000 yards. I packaged him up and moved him as quick as I could. Uh, Like it's never hitting this again. This is weak. We talked about doing that with uh, we talked before the season started about Derrick Henry and just that piece. Like, can he right. actually manage to do that and stay healthy all year? Chances are slim. But then exactly. But I still was like, you look at the running back landscape. I'm still not moving him. Like, man, I I no know that that cliff was coming. I'll ride him right off the goddamn cliff. I don't yeah, care. I, I'm not moving him either. I just want to. If he's healthy, I feel awesome about him. All the he time. is a majestic fantasy stallion, and I will mm-hmm. ride him into the sunset. I agree. We should probably uh, do a quick trip around the world just to maybe talk about these running backs. Oh, yeah. It is a mess. I need to get a look at this fucking dumpster fire from 30,000 feet. Strap in your Omnicrom because... Uh, <laughs> We're breaking through TSA and hopping right on that plane. Uh, <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts. We're about to go around the world. Yeah, let's make this a red-eye flight and just yep. jiggity-jang right through this mamma-jamma. 
because oh. I'm uh, I'm tuned up and I'm ready to ready to rock. Stewardess is going to be sick of my ass. Oh, this is good. This is good. Nothing's going to get you more excited to start out with uh, than the Buffalo Bills backfield, which is a mess, and they don't feel good about any of them. But if you got to start one of the three, Moss, Singletary, or Brita, who are you starting? This week, I think it's Brita. Me too. And that is gross. I feel bad. Let's move on. Miami. I don't uh, really want to start anyone, but it's Miles Gaskin. It's Gaskin. Straightforward. Yeah. I don't yeah. want anybody else on the roster. Nope. Um, the Patriots. I'm comfortable. I'm not. I'm uncomfortable starting Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson. But um, if I had to, I'd start either of them and just hope that I got lucky. Agreed. The Jets. I don't want to start anyone for that team except Michael Carter, and he's not playing. No, and I won't be spending FOB, and I won't be picking them up after they clear from FOB. If you want to play around in that dumpster, you dig around like a damned raccoon. Ding! 20-second time limit hit. Uh, Broncos? You can really feel pretty okay playing Melvin Gordon and uh, Williams. Uh, The league where I owned them both, I literally did that. All year until yeah. I traded uh, Gordon. Started them both. That's, I mean, they're they're both startable pieces. You're going to get uh, ten points, kind of the floor out of each of them, and and if they get a touchdown, you're happy, right? Uh, go to the Chiefs. We talked about this last week. Daryl Williams is no longer startable. It's Clyde Edwards-Helaire and no one else. Yep. The Raiders. <sighs> I don't know what's going on with Josh Jacobs. I don't know why he's not better. I don't know why the team doesn't treat him like he's better. I don't know why he doesn't get 20 carries every game. Um, I'm not going to play the Kenyon Drake dance, so I'm going to start Jacobs, but I'm going to be mad at the Raiders for what they do with him. Agreed. The Chargers. I'm going to take Austin Eckler from the Chargers and shockingly he's the number two fantasy running back on the season right now people don't realize that even missed some time with injury and he's yeah. still number two yeah just he just works great in that offense yeah the ravens if the, no. the ravens are like Nuh-uh. i know i don't feel good about it you got freeman you got latavius murray freeman yes. was kind of playable when Murray wasn't there to take any of his carries, but it's, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of like the Ravens backfields like that, that party you throw when someone's leaving work where you're like, Oh, I really want to be excited about you almost being done with your career. So let's have cake together. I tell you, if one of those Ravens running backs came with cake, you might get me to buy in. Mm. But uh, until there's some variety of marble or something similar involved, I don't want none of it. No, no. And it's that same thing, too. When the the leading running back's the quarterback, it's hard to want a running back. Let's talk about the Bengals, man. Joe Mixon. Yeah, I mean, he he would have been my guess for who was leading the NFL for running backs. Just basically, he's been pretty healthy. 
Well, I think you just nailed on the head. I was gonna. I was about to say, Joe Mixon looks so good right now that he's about to get hurt. He feels real good right now, so something's gonna happen this week. I'll call it. Yeah, so I did go pick up Chris Evans actually <laughs> in the uh, one dynasty. I am yeah. now, I believe, one hundred percent own share in Chris Evans. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Statistics. <laughs> am I right? When you're watching the highlights and you're like, God damn, Joe Mixon's still healthy. I mean, probabilities and law of averages and whatnot. Uh, Cleveland. I, let's hope this last week was an anomaly because Chubb and Hunt looked not good. I didn't um, even see the numbers on this, honestly. I didn't know they were both back. Oh, good Lord. It, it was. Oh, uh, fill me in. This is going to be delicious. Oh, I, I got to bring up their. Uh, their stats uh, real quick yeah, here do because, it do it slow oh uh, it was uh make long. eye contact when you do it well they played the ravens ravens well so kareem hunt was the proud owner of 20 rushing yards oh with no catches and nick chubb was the proud owner of 16 rushing yards with 23 uh, yards receiving on two catches. Um, anomaly. They play Baltimore. The game, Baltimore's defense dominated that game. But uh, I only like Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb when one of them is hurt. They make me nervous. I, I would take either of them. Things where you're like, ah, I picked the wrong one. Well, sure. yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's like a much better version of the Buffalo situation. Let's go on to Pittsburgh. Uh, this is your team. I'm always going to let you take them. It's it's really Najee. That's yep. really it. Snell seemed to get a few more carries last week. He didn't do much with them. He hasn't done much with them in the last couple of years. There's nobody else on the depth chart. You know who I'm going to um, compare Najee Harris's rookie season to? Is Melvin Gordon's rookie season. Hmm. Where he just couldn't get in the end zone. But he was, but you knew that he was a good player, right? You know, Najee's got some touchdowns this year. Don't get me wrong, but he, sh- you know, he should have so many more opportunities, and they'll come. He'll get even better. But right now, you you feel good putting Najee in your starting lineup because volume, ten points, right? Let's go to the uh, maybe the most prolific team in the AFC for running, uh, and that's the Houston Texans. Nope. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't even know who the running back is this week, but uh, no, no I'm you. not investing any time or energy into it. <clears throat> like yep. I said, if you want to be smarter than everybody else and try to pick the one that gets 62 yards, <laughs> no. ha- have at it, my friend. The Burkhead dilemma. Yeah, not on my roster. No, oh. sure. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, there's no some talent behind him, but he's rendered them completely pointless. Yeah. Best, in my opinion, currently the best running back in fantasy football, hands down. The Jaguars, we touched on this guy a little bit in a trade talk. James Robinson, yeah, he just gets a touchdown here or there or gets like 80 yards. He's that scrappy. 10, 10 to 16 points every week, you're going to get it, and that is so important this year with running backs. So I, I'm all in on James Robinson. Yeah, he is a guy. In the last couple of years, I wouldn't have given you uh, a 
<laughs> penis. Yeah. I wouldn't have given you a bag of peanuts. <laughs> I, I would. Uh, James Robinson, second year in the league, and uh, has yeah valued higher than a bag of penises for him. Right yeah, he he has won me over. I agree. The Titans. This is a this is maybe one of the last remaining running back questions for us. Hilliard or Foreman or both? How do you feel? I did get some own share on Foreman. I feel pretty good about that. Um, Hilliard, I'm. Yeah, I've seen him picked up in uh, I believe at least fifty percent of my dynasties. So people are taking swings at him. We yeah. shall see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm in on Foreman as well. Hilliard. Um, I need one more week. I need to see what McNichols does. Well, let's head over to the NFC. Let's talk about these Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott has not looked great lately. Of course, he's the guy you're going to have to start him. Um, Pollard, I don't know if you can get him. I don't know if you can trade for him, especially with the news on Zeke. But there's one running back I'd want to get that might not be super expensive right now is Tony Pollard. Yeah, I believe I've got 50% own share in him, and I've been starting him all mm-hmm. year in both of those leagues. Yep. I've had no choice. Hey, most weeks, it's worked out for me. Uh, let's go to the Giants. Saquon Barkley, he's the guy you got to start. You're probably disappointed if you put draft capital in him, but, you know, he's going he's that 10-point guy right now, and 10 points is pretty important. Yeah, nobody uh, I want behind him. Nope. The Eagles? Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard. Honestly, Howard was hurt last week, but I kind of think they fall into the maybe Melvin Gordon Williams sort of scenario where I feel you can get 10 out of both these guys. But again, Jalen hurts, hurts their value. Any thoughts? (laughs) Um, I've got, I believe, 50% own share in Howard. He's another one of those short-term guys. I can't cut him. He is too productive right now. And and nobody can stay on the field there. They're both rotating injuries. So it's, yeah, I, I, I'd i be willing to take a swing at him as he, yeah. he seems to get, you know, six points. I'll take six right now. We got the Washington football team on our thing. This is a frustrating one because – this this game last night, if you pay attention to it, um, Antonio Gibson got 111 rushing yards against Seattle, which is pretty pretty awesome. And he got seven seven receptions for 35 yards, so he's his needle's pointing up. Huh. But both goal line touchdowns went to JD McKissick. What the shit? I know. I say he's taking McKissick's target, so he's like, ah, I'll show you, I'll take all the goal line. Right, I I'll, I'm going to play Antonio Gibson because 100 yards. I think he's a, a decent guy, and I would tell you maybe a little sneaky. Maybe he's a guy that I might want to target um, in this last week of trades. See if I can maybe get Gibson on the cheap. If I really, really was like, I'm all in. Um, uh, I, I like Gibson. 29 carries is a lot of carries for a running back. Agreed. Cardinals. Got to say, James Conner's the man. You know, Benjamin and Chase Edmonds are now, you know, secondary pieces. James Conner's the guy I want. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens uh, after 
he heals from that high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. I've had one of those. They suck, but they're just as bad if you're sober. Uh, the Rams. Right now, it's Daryl Henderson. If he's healthy. If he's not healthy, I don't feel good about playing Sony Michelle. I just don't think he's a great player. No, I don't want any of that. No. San Francisco, you got Elijah Mitchell's one at hands down, no question. Um, if you drafted Trey Sermon, take the shot to the testicles. I'm currently doing just that. Yep. Trey Sermon, the next Rashad Penny of the NFL. Oh, don't you say that. I'm telling you. I'm not just... ready to give up yet. Oh, you don't have to. You'll have to hold on for four more years before you can get I know. Yep. Oh, this fitting we go into Seattle. We've already talked about Alex Collins and just to button up the Rashad Penny conversation. No. <laughs> when Rashad <laughs> Penny comes back from injury, you're like, I still want Alex Collins and I hate owning Alex Collins. Um, going to the Bears. David Montgomery. Yeah, he's taken all of the touches since he's come back. Yeah, that's the guy to start. You got to start him. He's that 10-point guy right now. The Lions, Swift is hurt. I'm going to start him when he's healthy, and when he's not healthy, I'm okay playing Jamal Williams. In fact, I think Jamal Williams is a a sneaky start here for uh, when Swift is hurt. I do like his talent, and definitely his pass-catching ability is a nice little, little bonus. The Packers... I think you've got to start entering the territory that A.J. Dillon's the better running back, um, but you can certainly start Aaron Jones and feel okay with it. Yeah, I took my swing at um, Dillon of, of three weeks ago, and I didn't come correct, and I have now missed my window to pick him up yeah. uh, even reasonably cheap. You're going yeah. to pay through the nose for the quad father and quadzilla. Yeah. I don't. I doubt you could get him in the dynasty. The Vikings. You've got Delvin Cook, who is hurt right now. So Madison immediately becomes a huge get because he's got talent and he's on a run first team. Um, I want him. Delvin Cook is probably going to be out until the fantasy playoffs. So um, maybe you could buy low on him. Atlanta. I'm all in on Mike Davis. I'm giving up two first-round picks, and I'm going for the championship. Oh. Uh, Who would have called Cordero Patterson? This is the biggest head-scratcher. Mike Davis, a career backup, and Cordero Patterson, a wide receiver kick returner turned running back, who's clearly five times better than the running back. But it just just kills me. It's like, seriously, this is – like we're finally seeing it like nobody in the last 10 years has figured out how to use this fucking guy. And now all of a sudden, Oh yeah. You just, you know what you do? You just turn around you give it and give him the ball. You just put it right. You put it right in his hands and then he just does the rest. You don't even worry about it. It's like you're doing like a fantasy draft at Madden football and you forgot to pick up a running back. So you're like, Oh, maybe I can convert him to running back. Yeah, it looks stupid wearing 84, yeah. but what can you do? Right? Yeah, I can't explain it. I honestly love it. I'm so glad it's happening. Me too. Me <laughs> like, too. like, you know what? God damn it. I'm glad that he really was that good. Yep. Yep. 
No, I, I agree. The Panthers, McCaffrey going down. Chubba Hubbard's a guy to own. Everyone got him as a rookie because of McCaffrey being hurt last year. People were like, I want Hubbard in case this happens again. It did happen again. Um, I will tell you, Carolina's remaining schedule is really tough on running backs, so um, I don't want anything to do with the Panthers' backfield. The Saints? Kamara, when he comes back, he's a stud. If he doesn't come back and Ingram's there, I'll play Ingram every week. Yeah, he's been solid. Tampa Bay, and I mean, I believe Fournette cemented himself as not only a (sighs) great running back, but a top 10 running back easily for the playoff run. Yeah, like I told you, I took an offer in my four dynasties this week. I played Uncle Lenny in three of them. Mm -hmm. So it was just, it was the ultimate fantasy cock punch, just getting done over and over and over again by a guy who I thought was washed a year and a half ago. Um, Oh, painful. Leonard Scornet. Oh, don't, don't, don't you fucking encourage him. No, no. So, uh, well, we better put the landing gear down and pop in. I'm, uh, it's always good to go through the running back position because man, it, uh, it changes so quick and the value fluctuates so much. And I think it's a good reminder to tell yourself, unless you've got an elite, elite running back, the difference between, 10 points and 15 points is not worth uh, a first round draft pick or giving up any capital for right now. Right. Go, go to your, go to your fob and uh, get that putty player, pick him up, slather it in, in the gap and, uh, and pray accordingly to, to whichever God you choose and see if she floats. Uh, any closing thoughts on the week run? No, just the Uncle Lenny done me done me so wrong. Yeah, I guess the I have a closing thought for you. I want to tell a story that I'm sure is relevant to everyone that plays fantasy football and is also a lover of football. I'm a Denver Broncos fan. Um, it was an afternoon game, and I was uh, had a, a matchup that was a must win for me in our flea flicker league. I won in that league by three points, okay? Uh, in the afternoon game, I had Justin Herbert and Daryl Henderson going, and my opponent had Jimmy Garoppolo, Austin Eckler, and Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon going, okay? Oh. So the Broncos beat the Chargers, which is a huge game. However, I watched their rookie quarter, or their rookie cornerback, Patrick Sertain, get an interception, and then I went down in the game. Then I went back up in the game, and then the Broncos sealed the victory by Sertain picking off Herbert and scoring a rushing touchdown on it. <laughs> I, like, I, I had joy and pain all at the same time, and luckily for me, the Broncos' defense let the Chargers have this uh, pointless drive where Herbert threw a touchdown at the very end of the game, and I won by three points. But uh, just that it is so painful to be a fan of your football team and root against them at the same time. Came full circle for me. I hadn't had a week like that before where I was like, all right, well, if if the Broncos 
run, but they run with Williams, but then Herbert throws a touchdown, but he doesn't throw two touchdowns, then I'll be happy. But I don't want him to throw it to Austin Eckler or Keenan Allen because that'll make me not happy. So he's got to throw it to someone who's not one of those guys. And you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. (laughs) And there's so much I've done that with math when you've got four leagues going and you've got a guy going for you in one and against you in another. Like, okay, well, he needs a touchdown, but not two. That would be let's let's try to keep it around 60, 65. Don't go too crazy today. But but like you were saying with the teams, I've largely avoided that over the years by owning everybody on the Steelers. <laughs> right. It, it really helps. It's like, yeah. go team. Yep. Yep. No, I, I, I found myself in one league being like, uh-oh, I'm going to be in bad shape on the Broncos. Bye. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay to eat that, though. Yeah. Like, you know, just get them all out of the way in one week. Uh, yep. You live or die with your team. But, hey. Yeah. Well, uh, next week you and I will be discussing. Um, I got to look this up, but I, God damn it, safe fucker. <laughs> I, I, I can't navigate this shit. Uh, I believe. It's not just me then. No, I, I'm. You and me play next week, flea flicker. Here is our projected point total. You are projected to score 132.63, and I'm projected to score 132.68. So we are uh, we are head-to-head. Winner probably makes the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, we got a, we got a good one coming up here. Yeah. I hope, I hope I can throw Baker Mayfield at you for the win. If uh, you want to throw Baker at me and I will throw uh, – oh, Baker's on bye. You're screwed. Ah, oh, penis. Yeah, you're going to have to play uh, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Shit. Sucker. Sucker. <laughs>